Hello and welcome to Try Again with Jason Hughes. I am Jason Hughes and this is my podcast where I talk about trying, failing, and trying again and overcoming the barriers that prevent us from trying in the first place. And today, first of all, I want to say I hope that you all had a happy Thanksgiving and welcome you to what is officially arguably the most wonderful time of the year or the most wonderful time of the year to argue, (laughs) depending on your family. But uh, I will talk more about that in another episode because today uh, I want to talk about caring for yourself because what comes after this time of year, that's right, it's resolution season where we make our New Year's resolutions and then that is followed by what is perhaps the most shameful time of the year, which is where we realize that once again, we fail to keep our resolutions. And so there are several reasons why we do that. And I'm going to talk about a couple of them today. And But we beat ourselves up so bad about that. We make these resolutions you know, I'm going to do this, I'm going to work out more, I'm going to eat better, I'm going to save more money, I'm going to treat people nicer, whatever it is. And then about a month later, we are beating ourselves up because it just didn't happen. And it can be for some different reasons. It can be one is, you know, we we put other people first, we're people pleasers. Um Uh, Another can be because we feel like we don't have time. Uh, We feel like we don't deserve it. There there's several things, but we are so hard on ourselves. You know, we we get if, if you're like me, I keep saying we I don't know if this is how it is for you guys. But for me, I get so motivated and so excited about making this change and I'm ready. And I think here we go. And then it's almost like it comes crashing down and then I feel so bad. I feel so awful and like I failed again and I can't do this. And, and I, you know, I'll try again each year, but then it just comes crashing down again. And I, I feel so bad about myself and so ashamed. And so I want to talk about that because it doesn't have to be that way. And so again, one of the reasons that I want to discuss on why we do this, or at least why I do this, is um, I know this is probably true for some of you too, but I am a self-proclaimed people pleaser. Uh, I I will put everyone and everything uh, ahead of myself. I will put their needs in front of my own. Now, I've gotten better at that. Some my <laughs> my wife might even say that I've overcorrected in some areas. Um, But I know for some of you, that's not the case. You will put everybody and everything in front of yourselves. And this can be really harmful for us. Uh, You know, we will, we will put our kids before ourselves. We'll put our spouses, we'll put our family, we'll put our friends, we'll put our car, we'll put our house, we'll put work. Oh man, we put work before ourselves so much. And we do this. We feel like we we have to uh, take care of all of these other things before we take care of ourselves. And there can be different reasons for that. Maybe maybe in the past we have we have been shamed 
for uh, putting ourselves first. We've been called selfish. We we think of ourselves as selfish. Um, we think we need to we need to be putting in all kinds of work. We need to be working harder. We need to be doing more. And this is the opposite of caring for ourselves. Uh, you know, there's the adage people like to use. They say, you know, I'll sleep when I'm dead. Well, that'll come a lot sooner if you don't care for yourself. Uh, but putting people, putting other things ahead of ourselves, and a lot of times we're not asked to do that. We have this belief. It's in our mind that something bad will happen if we don't put other people first, you know, that they will think less of us, that we'll be excluded, um, that people will think of us as selfish or self-absorbed or egotistical if we put ourselves first. And a lot of times nobody's telling us this. You know, we have learned this at some point from some experience. It has been ingrained in our mind to where we believe this about ourselves, that we have to put other people first and that it's selfish if we care for ourselves. And we don't want to be seen as selfish. We don't want to be seen as as egotistical and and arrogant. And so we we downplay our needs uh, and and emphasize the needs of others. Realistically though, and biologically speaking, this is backwards. You know, we it is necessary for us to care for ourselves. We don't think of it that way and we don't really learn that. But it's true. We we have to care for ourselves, even for those of us who, who are people pleasers, who are helpers and want to help others. We've got to put ourselves first in some cases so that we can be there for other people. We have to learn to care for ourselves and, and look at it as a necessary part of caring for others. Because if I'm not doing well, then I'm not going to be in the best position to care for others. You know, I need to be able to take care of myself so that I can be there for other people and so that I can best support their needs. We almost want to look at it as working from the inside out, kind of like a ripple effect. You know, when you throw a pebble in a pond, the ripple starts inside and it works its way out. And the the, the further out it goes, the bigger the ripple gets. That's kind of how we want to look at it. You know, the, the more we care for ourselves, that's going to reflect in how we treat other people. That will impact the way we treat other people. So if we look at it that way, it can maybe make it a little easier to practice caring for ourselves. And I like looking at, at it. it. This may be semantics. It may not be that big of a deal, but it helps me when I use the phrase, caring for myself instead of taking care of myself or practicing self-care. Um, caring for myself, that for me, I think of that more as like I would care for somebody else. I care for uh, my daughter by making sure that, you know, she's as healthy as possible and that she's doing what she needs to do uh, for herself. So it's not you know, when I think of self-care, and I feel like some people get stuck with this, I know I do too, 
because we kind of have it in our minds, at least some of us, that self-care is like, you know, reading a book or taking a walk, you know, or, you know, doing these things, listening to music. Not that those things are helpful. Those definitely I I use those to help cope. You know, I those are really helpful for me. I enjoy those things. But I don't look at that as caring for myself. You know, those are little self-care things that I can do to help cope and make me feel better and get through things. But caring for myself is doing things like, you know, going to the doctor when I need to, you know, just hygiene things, you know, brushing my teeth, taking a shower, you know, eating a little bit better, you know, exercising a little more, uh, you know, it taking care of, you know, caring for myself physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, whatever it is, you know, caring for myself is just making sure that that I'm in a good place, that I'm healthy. Uh, you know, you care for your car, you get the oil change, you know, you, you rotate the tires, um, you know, you care for other people by being empathetic towards them, you know, by supporting them, nurturing them. That's what I mean by caring for yourself, you know, nurturing yourself, supporting yourself. Uh, so it's beyond just, you know, reading a book and taking a walk and things like that. And, and so by doing that, it, it, is it helps us to be able to to carry a bigger load that it helps us to be more compassionate towards others it it gives us the capacity to take on more and so that's what i mean by caring for yourself so again look at it from the inside out so start with caring for yourself and you'll start to notice how it impacts the people around us. The more we care for ourselves, the more effective we'll be at caring for. So again, inside out, start with yourself, then focus on the people around you. So your immediate family, you know, your uh, kids, your partner, whatever it might be, extended family, friends uh, would come next. And then, you know, coworkers, um, people in the community, Things like that. Maybe even write down just circles like a ripple and, and write down the people, you know, closest to you. It starts with you and then whoever's closest to you and then next and next. And but when you start with caring for yourself, you'll start to see how, again, how it impacts the people around you. So, you know, try practicing that. Try practicing working from the inside out. And you may be hearing this and thinking to yourself, well, that sounds really good in theory. And I don't know if I can do that. You know, I don't know if I can make the changes that I need to, um, you know, for myself. I don't think it's that easy for me to just all of a sudden, you know, put myself first and work from the inside out instead of from the outside in. And I completely understand that. And that's another barrier that seems to prevent us from from keeping our resolutions whenever we start them. So another thing with resolutions, I know we we talk about New Year's resolutions a lot. You can start these at any time. You don't have to wait for the new year. Um, that's such an arbitrary date. So, you know, make it your, what's today? Today is November 27th. Make it your December 27th resolution or November 27th, I'm sorry. Uh, or if you don't have time today, make your December 1st resolution uh, your 
Or if if you start them and then you notice that it's not working, make your April 30th resolution, whatever it is. You know, you can start these at any time and then restart them because uh, once you try something, keep in mind, we're probably going to fail. Okay. And that's okay that we do. We're not going to get it exactly right immediately. It takes practice and we're going to stumble. So today is November 27th. Start with a November 27th resolution. And then if you have to do a December 15th resolution, do that. And then a February 2nd. You know, we're going to stumble. We're going to fall. But we still make progress along the way. You know, failing is a sign that we're making progress and that we're trying. So remember to try, fail, try again. But we we get so down on ourselves, at least I do, when we fail. And then it's like, well, I'm never going to get this. I can't do this. And I think part of the reason why our resolutions don't stick is because sometimes we make them so big. It's like we have this in our mind where we, we either go big or we go home. You know, we, we take on more than we can handle. But we make these these big resolutions. It's like all or none. So, you know, we're like, I'm going to, I'm going to lose 25 pounds or I'm going to run a marathon or whatever it is. And it's this grand thing. And then we start it. And when we're not seeing the results that we would hope to see right away, then we get disappointed and we feel like we fail and we quit And so we want to try to make them realistic for us. And it makes me think of there's a a story I heard one time. And, you know, maybe it's more of like a parable. I don't know if this is a true story or not, but I like the message. So it's probably not true. You might send me some things saying, you know, this was completely made up and it didn't happen, Jason. But that's okay. I still like the message in it. So I'd heard the story one time that, there was a uh, tiger in a zoo and it it lived in it was a somewhat small enclosure and it had been there pretty much all its life from when it was born it it lived there and the zoo it got some funding and was able to expand the the tiger enclosure and it built this this big space for it where it could run run around, it could move, it had all of the space that it didn't have before, and the people at the zoo were really excited about it. They built it, it was done, and they noticed that the tiger wasn't using all the space. It it stayed pretty much within the area that it was used to, and it just would not use the space. And so what they did was they put some barriers around the tiger first about the size of the space that it was used to living in. And then they expanded it by, I don't know, something like a few feet. And it got used to that. And then they moved it a little further out. And it got used to that. And then a little further out until eventually it was more used to the space. But at first, the space was too big for the tiger. It wasn't used to it. You know, it needed to it needed to make progress little by little, you know, not all at once. So if you're trying to lose weight, if you're trying to run a marathon, whatever it is, you make progress a little bit at a time. You know, you don't 
You don't do it all at once. And when we, and so we want to practice doing this, just doing a little bit at a time. Uh, make small changes at first instead of just the the big wholesale changes because that will set us up for failure. You know, we'll feel bad about ourselves if we try to make these grand changes and then it doesn't work uh, right away. Instead, what we want to do is start making small changes to form habits. When we start forming habits, then we start seeing progress. Then we start seeing changes. But we do a little bit at a time. So an example, you know, I, I like to write. I've always wanted to write. I've always wanted to write a book. It's so daunting because, again, my goal is to write a book. Every time I set out to write a book, I'm like, well, this is really hard. And then I stop. I have, I have probably started more books than Stephen King has written. Uh, and I haven't gotten anywhere on any of them because I'm like, this is too much. This is too hard. And so what I've started to do is I focused on what I can do. And I start noticing myself thinking, well, I can't write a book. This is too much. I'm like, all right, well, if I can't do that, at least I'm telling myself I can't do that because realistically I can. But I ask myself, all right, realistically, what can I do? And I'm like, I can probably write for 20 minutes a day. And so that's what I do. I practice just doing what I feel like I'm capable of doing. And then I start seeing progress. I start writing for 20 minutes a day. And then when I don't have 20 minutes, I'm like, well, what can I do? I'll do these little five-minute writing sessions. And that gets me to 20 minutes. You know, I do five minutes here, five minutes there. But I'd focus on what I can do. So when you start noticing yourself telling yourself, I can't, you know, I can't do this. Oh, I can't. I can't lose all the weight. I can't, you know, run the whole marathon. I can't uh, change my diet. You know, it's too hard for me, whatever it is. When you start noticing yourself saying that I can't, focus on what you feel like you can do. What is it that you can do realistically? I am trying to eat better. I have a horrible diet. I, I still eat the same way I did when I was like 12 years old. Um, this is a little embarrassing, but I love pizza Lunchables. I will go when I'm home by myself, uh, I will go to the store, I'll buy pizza Lunchables and eat them by myself so that I can, I have those for lunch and I enjoy the hell out of them. And I love eating that way. I also know as I'm getting older, it's not great for me. I need to change some habits. And so what I've done is just a little bit at a time. For breakfast uh, in the morning, I'll have I'll start with a kind bar, uh, you know, and just make these little changes and little changes add up. So when you start noticing you're telling yourself, I can't do this, focus on what you can do. Think about that tiger. It, the, the giant enclosure was too much for him. There was too much space. But when they changed it little by little, then it became more manageable. So. Work from the inside out. Focus on on what you're capable of uh, instead of what you can't do. And, and start your resolution at any time. It doesn't just have to be your New Year's resolution. Start at any time and then restart it again when it, when it fails. But notice little bits of progress that you've made. Make the small changes to form habits instead of trying to make the big wholesale change. So... 
inside out, work a little at a time, start your resolution at any time. I hope that this is helpful. I hope this makes sense. Um, Feel free to email me with any questions or thoughts that you have uh, about any of this or ideas that you have for an episode. If there's something you want to hear me talk about, feel free to send me the idea. I'd be happy to Uh, to hear what you think. And you can send that to jasonhughes089 at gmail.com. That's J-A-S-O-N 089 at gmail.com. And uh, I appreciate you listening. I hope this made sense and that you got something out of it. And if you didn't, then next time I will try again. Take care. I'll talk to you later.